Welcome to Crisis Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies, whether it's a flop album and it's an headline of problematic favorite, just something that needs to be heard. No, no, we're gonna go. It's raw. It's real. I told you it was gonna be raw. Um, but yeah, no, we're gonna talk about something that just needs to be urgently discussed, or you'll die. Um, and we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. I'm Drew Haskins. I'm not well today, but I am the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Um, we're off to an absolutely jank-ass start because joining me today is the shadow that looms over this podcast. The person who did the artwork, arguably the producer of the show in many ways, the silent hand the right hand arm, the silly rabbit, Bessie and Atessi, John Boone. Wow. I've never seen you go from like pale to that red to pale again. I was like, forget cultural uh, medicine. You might need medical attention. It might be a blood disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Right off the bat, I am about to get confrontational. So with you, because guess what? You've never confronted me. False. Today, well, if maybe that's not true, but like there is a first time for everything and you have not acknowledged that today is the 10 year anniversary of of you coming out as a homosexual. Yeah. Okay, wait, don't assume I'm homosexual. Sorry, um, I'm LGBTQIA. Yeah, just just say queer fag. Um, We're so no, you haven't said anything. I didn't get flowers. I didn't get like a Harry and David box of jams and pears, nothing. How do you, how do you remember the date? Because it's my half birthday, which Did is another thing you didn't choose say. your half birthday to come out. I don't think you're like, I want to be like full queer by the time it's my real birthday. So like, I'll start the process with a six month runway. <laughs> like a, a soft launch. <laughs> I invented the soft launch before Rachel Sennett did. Um, no, it was not any particular reason. I was just ready to like live out loud, you know? And now is that, that's the day you came out to the first ever person or yeah. like just to everyone? Yeah, no, just first ever person. We don't have to get into the rest of the narrative because that's not fun to talk about. But like just, it is the, the day of the first person. I guess I could probably figure out when I came out because I came out to my parents Um in the car ride on the way to the uh, gravesite for a funeral. That is so drama. <laughs> um, that, is, that is like very gay stunt queen behavior. I will it wasn't say. Enough, the day wasn't enough about me. So I had to add a little bit of a uh, pull it back, pull back the focus. And that is, would you say that that is your first experience with like stagecraft and theatrics? No, I've been I've been dramatic as hell since the womb. Actually, I this is also something none of your no, I don't need to share this. I found out I was the smallest baby of all my siblings when I was born. So that was thrilling. That's a complex right there. Yeah, I was like a skinny legend out the womb. I I was that by default because I was a, a, a little preemie. I don't know if you knew that. I don't, I don't, maybe I might cut that out. I don't want, I don't need people knowing that. Maybe. All of this you could cut out. <laughs> I'm not going to cut out any of this. Like, you're not going to cut it out because you don't know how to edit. No, I know how to, mama, I know how to edit. Don't get a twist, mama. We're, you're talking to someone who has eight years of rudimentary audio engineering experience. Do you have like a a folder on your computer with like all the clips you've had to edit out in case you have to blackmail someone later? I will say I have only had to edit out one thing okay. in all of this. And it was a, I'm not going to say what episode, but essentially a former guest had accidentally slammed a director that they are now working with on a, as part of their development deal. So... Uh, we're not i had to as a that self, with a swiftness 
as a sometimes journalist, I knew to tell you fully stop the recording if we're going off the record. I don't trust you. Well, who do you think? I'm not like Wendy Dang Murdoch over here. Like I, I have, I'm not particularly ethical, but I am fair. I know. <laughs> okay. Is that good? No, you cannot criticize Lady Gaga's accent work in that movie if that's your attempt at it. Well, I wasn't going to criticize. I love her. I, I was listening to Ayo in the shower today. I actually was just having uh, lunch with a uh, uh, friend or fan favorite repeat guest, Tyler Danucci. And I said, I, a lot of people are criticizing her accent work. I think Adam Driver's drips in and out more than hers. I, the trailer seemed suspect with him. I've heard that he's like the worst actor in the movie crazy. Well, I guess it really depends on whether or not your mileage for Jared Leto goes It's hard far. to say who's like the best or worst because like it depends on, you have to like disassociate and be like, well, what movie is Adam Driver acting in? Because it's not this. Like him and Lady Gaga in a scene together are in two completely different movies. It's it's very funny to watch the like the promotion tour for this movie because it's so clear that he hates her. Like he cannot stand her ass. Like there's like her process and his process do not work together. Which like, oh, this might be, do I want to say this? How, how can he not put on like a braver face about it after having done five seasons or whatever of Girls with Lena Dunham? Okay, six A and B. I think Adam and Lena have some sort of like, they have a thing. She helped him bury a body. I don't, they, that that chemistry on that show is just so good though. Like, I do think that there's something about their processes that overlap. You need to tell people that like, we're not doing the game. Oh, it should be said that we're not doing the game. So but we're the also not just gonna talk like this the whole episode. No, I mean, though, though we could, we're not going to. I do have to say, I don't know why I said that. I'm not gonna say, use that phrasing. What I'm here to tell you is this, which is just a synonym of what I just said. Um, today, we are celebrating the Steffies, um, which is the crisis twink, soon to be annual rundown of the top five cultural emergencies of the year. So what you guys, the listeners, are listening to is part one of probably two parts of that's right. We're going to split this episode up into two episodes. I guess like nobody could see. I did just gasp because A, I was uh, not informed it was a two-parter. So am I going to be left on a cliffhanger? No, we're just going to do all this. Not to like say how the sausage is made, but like we're going to just record and then I'm going to split this up into two chunks. Do I get paid for both episodes? I, this was not negotiated. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't negotiate. <laughs> Mama, I am the contract. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> no, but I, I really hope that the Steffies are going to be a wonderful, rich tradition um, for this podcast. Obviously, it's called the Steffies uh, because of the greatest crisis of my lifetime, Lady Gaga, um, aka Stephanie Angelina Joanne Germanana, um, a woman that we've discussed already on this podcast and hopefully never more today, but like she does live on in everything that we are going to talk about today. I do think that everything on this list of the emergencies this is, is directly like, Gaga's fault. Okay, so we're also going to do like uh, Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees, and I'll like, I'll tell you how it connects to Lady Gaga, everyone. Yeah, you can add, that's a fun little game. Um, this is like another psychotic life fact, but the other day um, when... Kyle, uh, I guess boyfriend-in-law to the show. Mm -hmm. uh, and One of I many were... in my harem of boyfriends-in-law <laughs> to the pod. Um, we're home. We like drove past the gym I like went to as a youth. And I had a sudden memory of uh, that gym was the first place I ever heard Just Dance. And it was just on the like treadmill TV. Uh, and I was like, who is this woman? Um, and I think I had also just donated blood. So I was like lightheaded. This was before I knew how to like take medical care of myself. So I was like post giving blood, running on a treadmill, watching Lady Gaga. And that's my gay origin story. A gay man donating blood? 
guards <laughs> seize him. Maybe I may I may maybe I had been abstinent for a year. We don't know. We don't know that. Also, <laughs> I, I didn't even think of that detail. You're gonna get me canceled. No, I think it's cool. I think it's like very radical for gay men to donate blood. I um I do support I, that narrative i want gay people to be able to donate blood i personally for the first time you ever heard just dance yeah i was in the car on the way to a soccer game were you like 12 what do you mean i was 13 it must be said that i'm a little younger than you continue on let's keep it pushing have the producer wave you to the next topic um what's what No, I was like looking off camera. God, this is, I, I think this might be unlistenable, but we're going <laughs> to keep going. Um, no, but no, I like Gaga has obviously been around for a long time doing. Yeah, since we're 13. Right. And like she's been doing a tremendous amount of work to perpetuate drama, stuntiness, cuntiness, and flim flammery since 2008. And I can think of no higher honor than to name these awards after her. And by award, we're just basically like buzzfeeding and pulling a listicle out of our ass here. I also saw Lady Gaga at the Wiltern once. Oh, no way. Yeah. All five foot two of her. As the documentary uh, attests. We were talking about last night, I was out with some gay people. Shock, whatever. <laughs> now I've heard everything. My existence is radical anyway. We were talking about short celebrities. When you step out the door, it's political. Yeah. Mama sit. Why do I say mama so much? I've never done that in my life. I also sitting in this chair to me before. (laughs) I have you in my phone as John Boone Mama, though, Hmm. from when you did put that in my phone. So, I mean, maybe this is just like, oh, we're channeling today. Um, Did you watch the trailer for RuPaul's Drag Race season 14? Yes, go call the Gov Runer on that. I don't want to, what, uh, just before we get into it, what are you thinking about this? Because I, I think we have a good season on our hands, even though these queens are pretty low energy. No, I'm excited. I, I, we kind of compared notes on which queens were excited for or not. I am, uh, I am, what's the name of the queen we both love already carrie colby yeah like, yeah she's it s- stand within an inch of my life already yeah. and i've seen like one 15 second clip of her um no i'm excited i think like the stuff around maddie is so funny that i'm like really excited to see where it goes i just can't yeah i i hesitate to speak out almost because because you'll get canceled I, by like gen z, z or whatever i don't know i just like i don't know who's right here i think I, straight just people like, can do drag sure whatever <laughs> this show is about queer people and i think it's a little weird to have a straight person on but at the end of the day like none of my business and their drag is pretty good so i'm like well what's gonna to use to use the language of the show i just like worry that we should not call the governor on this because famously rupaul um, does not take well to feedback. And if we're like, get a straight person off this show, then RuPaul's going to turn back around and be like, uh, su- surprise, I hope you saved. That's, I don't know what the, it, that it, was. No, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> um, he- we're doing a full season of all straight men, Haney. But he did that already with Celebrity Drag Race. Like, that was okay, like I love that show. Don't even millions. talk about that show. I love that show. That program is. More than any film seen him in, that program is what cemented my um, eternal crush on Jermaine Fowler. Oh, love him. And I think that was the show that really hammered home that Madison Beer is the moment now. Come on now. Like, yes, that that is, that is, I would agree. I can't remember if um, uh, uh, it was that one song or that that turned me into a beer can, but... Uh, here we are and the rest is history she she she's her very good at her job and crazily enough a lot of the stuff on the stuffies today can be tied back to madison beer okay we'll see i mean we have how long have we even been recording and we haven't got to the first items so i don't know yet we'll so see maybe if we i should... can connect them to madison beer too okay 
Let's let's see what we can do here. So the first, okay. Are we, dun, dun, are we counting down or counting up? We're counting down. And how many are we doing total? Five. Okay, so and, number uh, number oh. five. I was doing Sandstorm by Darude. I don't even want to know how old you were when you found out about that song. I don't want to tell you either, actually. Um, okay, so number five. Um, the fifth biggest cultural emergency of the year is uh, the yassification of Judy Garland and the ensuing popularity of Clang, Clang, Clang with the Trolley. Do you think that um, both uh, Renee Zellweger and the studio behind Judy are just distraught that this did not happen like one year earlier? I guess she still won her Oscar anyway, but that could have been like real street teamwork for that film. Yeah, and I think Renee would have had the exact blend of like skepticism and like amusement about the whole thing to actually sell it because like she is just such a wacky broad like she's been dated married to like five gay men in a row like she loves us like she loves all this allegedly allegedly allegedly, allegedly. um but she no she like she would this be is so like dumb. where um a, you need a producer to cut in and be like the uh views expressed on uh crisis twink will not out somebody and are not expected to and um they are just Drew's and his own goodbye let's say that let's say that <laughs> um I do that before I mean this is a little off topic I do think it's sad that Renee had a peak again and then immediately fell off like, well I was just gonna say because I was like oh my god no one would have had the chance to ask her about that I mean that would have been like some real niche like uh uh blogger that would like take that to her but she hasn't had a project at all since the Oscar to like be asked about the revival of Clang Clang. No, like her two bit. Did that Netflix show get canceled? I don't know if the Netflix show got canceled, but I know she's doing some true crime mini series for, I want to say NBC, which is a bummer. Um, That's her Catwoman. Yeah. And then uh, what else? Oh, she no, I think she's developing a home renovation TV show too with her boyfriend, Aunt Anstead. Well, I would watch it. Cr- Imagine Renee Zellweger walking into an old house and being like, oh, these beams. I'd watch the shit out of that. I would love to see her like wield a like buzzsaw. Yeah. No, she, I don't know. I feel like, I, I think she's like close to sober-ish, but like, I still don't think she should be operating heavy machinery. She's, she'd be like, what's this do? <laughs> The chainsaw just goes like, and that's how the um, that's how the HGTV series merges into her limited uh, yeah crime series. The disembowelment of Aunt Anstead. <laughs> she did get her start on um, her big break was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the reboot. Love. There's a new one. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I'm, and I won't actually watch the trailer. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I don't. I can't. Watch that was a. Uh, that scary. was the rare scroll past and be like, I'm content yeah. in my soul, not visiting not, that. Don't need that. Um. um so. Oh, okay. So yes, clang clang. Yes. And the justification of Judy Greer. Garland. Judy not, Greer. Not sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. It must be said. I do always have Judy Greer on the mind. I yeah. uh, famously celebrate International Judy Greer Week every year, which is a. Uh, in celebration of the one time in like 2012 where I talked about Judy Greer a lot in one week and then saw her at a uh, mixed salad shop. Uh, oh, mixed so with the tea. I, yes, mixed. So I, I always have Judy Greer on the brain. No offense to, no disrespect to Garland, no disrespect to Renee, but yeah. that's, my, that's my mental illness is I've got Judy Greeritis. Well, you wouldn't be wrong for thinking that like the two converge because to me, to my like historiography, this whole revival started when Umfi of the pod at Giphy Online posted a screenshot. Shout out Giphy. Shout out Giphy. Very funny. Um, he posted what a screenshot. Huh? What does Umfi mean? One of my followers. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. Old man. Um, <laughs> we're gonna. So no, he posted a screenshot of a yassified auburn-haired Judy Garland. Now, is that the first yesification? I think it is the first yesification too. So like this is this whole thing started a, a bifurcated trend. But the photo is so funny. Like she's wearing like a shine cardigan and like she's looking like this, like combed over. And it has like Insta Live comments, like fake Insta Live comments. And one of the comments is from Ad Judy Garland Brazil. And it just says clang clang went the trolley. And then since then, I have seen so many like clang 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 went the trolley memes. Like that song actually got really popular again to the point where I was almost expecting to see a chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Like who, which, which current day pop star do you wish had taken advantage of this moment and released a uh, cover of clang clang? Well, I do think it's upsetting that. To the corpse of Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga did not release, um, you know, a cover of Clang Clang for their elder abuse masterpiece, Love for Sale. Um, I do think that's a missed opportunity because, you know, Gaga could and, uh, like, absolutely is, eat. There's our um, Gaga connection for the first item. That's, there we go. There readers, we go. Uh, readers. <laughs> readers of the pod, mark that down. Yeah. That's, you will be tested. Um, it was, no, but like it, so the clang clang thing was one thing. That song is hilarious. It's really, it's, it's also just good musical theater. Now we're um, a, one of the many beautiful listeners around the world of this dear podcast. Uh, to not know the song, can you give us a, a bar or two? Clang, 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 went the trolley. <laughs> ding, 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 went the bell. Like, okay, yeah. God, we can't do more for uh, yeah, no, I, copyright, for copyright reasons. Yes, yes, copyright yes. infringement. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, like clang, clang, bitch. Have you yesified one of your own pictures? No, because I famously don't know how to use Photoshop or any right. sort of editing software. Gosh, have I tried and tried, but I don't... Um, <clears throat> I spent back when like that like really brief like kind of bad meme where people were posting photo negatives of like evil Saint Vincent B oh, like yeah. or like evil blank B like like I tried doing that it took me two hours so it was for five likes it was a humiliation <laughs> but a valuable use of your time no a, definitely like a learning experience you're not you're that, nothing if not someone who values your time I think that's a fair assessment. Sure. Um, I'm doing this, aren't I? Um, so what, um, what, uh, what is your favorite yassification meme post Garland? Gosh, I truly um, almost said Greer again. I, it, it, you'd be forgiven for doing that. Um, <laughs> I do think the funniest one <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about you know that that photo of Prince Philip in the car where he looks like a revenant and he's like oh. it's like how is this man how does this man have a heartbeat um you can slow. it turns out you can yesify someone while they're actively decomposing yeah yes but not well like the reason this one's so funny is because he's he's so wrinkled and he has so many liver spots that the the face app can't get a proper skin tone so it's just like kind of blurry face this blurry old face that's like smiling with huge injectable lips like big lashes but like it's it's like these like floating potato head features on like a vaguely blurry pretty old corpse it's so funny to me Oh, since obviously we've established that uh, I am elder, an elder of yours, um, I, hope when, I hope when I die and you attend my funeral, you describe my corpse as pretty. Of course. You're, we're going to yassify your coffin. It's going to be like... 
Yeah, how have we, I guess, well, I was going to say, how have we not moved on to real life yossification, but I guess, like, we have. That's everyone's faces these days. Th that is everyone's faces these days. I was thinking about, um, I was talking with friends of the pod, John Smith and Justin Connolly, earlier today about Sandra Bullock and how, like, absolutely snatched she's yeah. looking these days. Like, she, she does not get enough credit for her work allegedly whatever her oh my her, god i literally my very feminist brain when you said that i was like uh the blind side won an oscar baby like she her work has been recognized but i well that that is very supportive of you but I, I, I don't know if you know but i do support women wow i think you're the first person in 37 episodes who supports women i love sandra Bullock. Me too. I could almost quote to you verbatim. That's not the word I want. I could almost quote for you like line for line, Miss Congeniality in its entirety. Me and my sister growing up watched Miss Congeniality like two to three times a week, every week. That's, that's fun. It was, it is one of those movies that's like always on too. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I will also say I recently uh, stumbled upon while doing my little scrolling on the HBO Max or whatever. Ocean's 8, was it? Ocean's 8 is, like, maybe the most watchable movie yeah. that has come out in the past, like, five years. It If it was five years. It's it, it snuck up on me. I have seen it, like, I think six or seven times since it came out, just by happenstance, basically. Like, I've never, like, beyond going to see it in the theaters that one time, I have not sought it out but it's just always been on and i've watched the whole thing from front to back like it's like maybe not like a <clears throat> wonderful movie and i do think it like sort of came out during that period when we were like when by we i mean not me i mean by the like nightmare people on the internet we're like uh we're just gonna female reboot everything but and that like kind of probably dinged some of its luster but like um, a phenomenal not a good movie sorry a phenomenally watchable movie. Yeah, and definitely very watchable. Ocean's Nine. It could definitely use a little less Aquafina and a little bit more Rihanna and Sarah Paulson. But though that, like, other than that, like, I think it's it's pretty close to to good to if great. If they do Ocean's Nine, they should have Sarah Paulson play Linda Tripp as Tammy in the sequel. Whoa. And the fat suit's like an explosive vest. Like it's a gadget, a widget of some sort. A widget? That's on your phone screen. Huh? Widget. Oh. That's the thing on your phone screen. I right? thought a widget was like a little, like a little knife. Like you That's a sh shank. Shank. Well, I know that. Shiv? I watch Orange is New Black. I know that. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, I thought a widget was like, it's like a knife, but it's like a little like. It can do other things too, like a Swiss Army knife. I thought that was a widget. All right. So to get us a little bit back on track, um, okay. I am- You're hosting the podcast. Now. I'm basically substitute host uh, because this episode is your focus. All yeah. right. So uh, yossification, especially of one Ms. Judy Garland is a crisis. What do we do? I don't think there's anything to be done. I do think it's it's the culmination of like a lot of societal trends though. Like- this whole year was about like, like everyone was talking about augmentative like cosmetic surgery, like the BBL, so big this year. Um, lip injections shout were like back Lee in the Pace. news. Huh? Shout out Lee Pace. Shout, shout out Lee Pace. <laughs> Not that he actually Who said one. No, but he has That's a BBL you? walk, as someone <laughs> yes. said, which made, I cannot stop laughing. By the way, I find his press store a little suspicious right now. I don't know what's, I'm, I'm into it. But I'm like, why are you, it seems like, I liked it, I liked him a little better when he wasn't so, like, sweaty gay. I like him any, any which way I can get him. Well, Do you he, know that, um, have you seen ever, uh, uh The Fall? That no, I haven't. I've just seen oh, stills. It's truly one of my favorite movies ever. Um, but, and, like, the little girl in it, all I remember about it, because I haven't seen it in a while, it is, like, the little girl in it is, like, Romanian and learned all of her lines, like, phonetically. Uh, 
it's a wonderful movie and you should see it, but like it climaxes with her just being like, don't kill him. And I, Lee Pace has never been hotter than in that movie. Cut that part out. I must see it. It's crazy that he did that movie and Pushing Daisies at the same time. I just recently also started watching Pushing Daisies again and it's perfect. What's up? Great movie or show. Great show. Great show. Um, Shout out to Tarsum who directed um the fall who also did 911 by lady gaga and that j-lo movie the oh cell. the cell which is fantastic friend of the pod slash former guest uh pat toland is unable to watch the 911 music video oh yeah because it's, it's scary to him it is a little existentially scary but at the end when she's like I hope ah! pat is- <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny she is an actor she is nothing if not an actor. She will she will go balls to the wall for all this. And like, did you see, I mean, she got yossified IRL the other day. Like her work finally settled that she's been like toting around on this press tour. Allegedly. And she looks, allegedly. And it looked, she looks snatched again. Beautiful. Yeah. And no, but I mean, to go back to like, the, I guess the core theory of this barf is that the yossification trend kind of seems like like we're just now just making everything look the same essentially like the same aesthetics and taking it to this like really funny absurd place that like really wore out its welcome within like three days like once the new york times starts talking about like what is yossification a five-step rundown of what you need to know about the trend that's sweeping the internet that's when it gets like like, it doesn't have to, I don't need you interviewing gay Twitter people for, like, for clicks and stuff. It's not, like, it doesn't feel, it's fun. It's not fun. Like, I mean, I, I think there's something very hypocritical about me academizing this theory and then saying that it's not okay for the New York Times to do it, but, like, what I'm taking what I'm taking from this is that you want to like be lead to the downfall of the failing New York Times. If nothing else, this podcast is a cannonball through the door of that building. And Condé Nast. I'm coming for your ass too. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I would love to work at either of those places. Um Hannah, call me. <laughs> I think it's a good time for the next cultural emergency. Number four. The fourth biggest cultural emergency of the year, and we just mentioned her a few minutes ago, is Benifer. Oh. <laughs> I I will tell you that, like, I know it only happened this year, but some point in my brain, it just feels so natural and right that I was like, yeah, that's been happening for ever now. For... I think out of like all the celebrity couples of our lifetime, those two and Brad and Jennifer Aniston are the two that we talk about ad nauseum for some reason. And part of it is because like Brad and Ben are such like messy figures with their love lives and like, I mean, other things too, but we don't need to get into that. And there's just such a fixation on those two as like casualties or those two couples as like casualties of early 2000s paparazzi culture. And it is really fitting that in a year where we essentially got Britney Spears freed because of this like relitigation of these harmful tropes and experiences. And we're now like, you know, reviving interest in people like Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan and Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl and Avril Lavigne and her like doppelganger. Like it's all, it does feel very fitting that Benifer is back together. And we're I just love- right back into 2003 because that's where we want to be now. Free, a uh, Britney freed, Lindsay working again. For some reason, well, not for some reason. Every time you say Britney freed, all I can think in my head now is that holy shit fucking yeah fucking yeah holy shit have you seen that i have i have a be a beautiful missive like 
I thought it rubs me a little bit wrong because I do feel like obviously you should not be forced into therapy, but as like a very um pro therapy human being, mm -hmm. it uh it was a uh it was a uh takedown of my love language, which is um being in therapy. It it's it's rude. I mean, so much, but then again, like, what's ruder than the year 2003 in general? Like, post 9-11, Iraq War, ANTM season one, cycle one had just come out. Like, we were at a tough spot, you know? Like, how this did was we, a culture. How did we time travel to 2003? Because 2000, we're living in it, honey. This was, two, we're 2003 and all over again right now. Um, they call it, and, and we're all reviving all these tropes and shit, like MGK and Megan Fox and like pop punk being back. Like it's all very, um, I don't, I, like it all feels very regressive. Megan Fox is kind of like, uh, what year? You're so much better with years and stuff than me. What year would were was um, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton? Like late nineties. Okay. Late 90s what, into like early, early 2000s. And uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox to me is like uh, the yassification of uh, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, De definitely. And that's pretty, that's a, that's an interesting theory to posit too because Angelina Jolie arguably came out of the womb yassified. Like you can make a very convincing argument that the girlies are trying to emulate her and Megan Fox too, because Megan Fox also naturally just looks like that, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, to, I don't know. To so, go back to our list, uh, number four, it is for some reason so funny to me that the two biggest relationships in like pop culture zeitgeist history are both with women named Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> And there are three women in, named Jennifer in the equation because your your queen, well, uh, Jennifer yes. Garner, is also in this. I do feel I need to express a bias, which is uh, Jennifer Garner is my one, my first true love, my long-lasting true love. Um, I I would gladly be Mr. Jennifer Garner were she to take me. Is she dating anyone? I think also. so. She's seeing some like business guy, I think. I'll dump Kyle and get with her. Oh. Or you could guys be in like a beautiful queer thruple. Are well, I you guess watching? We have to be in like a poly quad with whoever that guy is. Yeah, you know which who I would love it to be. I would love to be in a poly quad with me, Kyle, I guess, um, Jennifer Garner, and Michael Vartan. Oh, I'd be into that. He, Michael Vartan has like skis ball vibes to me, though. Always has. Since oh, never I feel been like kissed. He has onward. like sweet boy vibes. Like, he's just still chugging along, just being sweet. I feel like he should work more than he does, and I feel like there's something there. Well, I feel like Allegedly. Jennifer Garner should work more than she does. Well, she I, has like, all that Capital One money, and she has chickens to feed. Like, she doesn't need to be... But, like, the movie she's choosing, it's like, the, the campaign we need to be launching is make Jennifer Garner great again. We need to get her out of these family Christian movies... And back to like, put her in like a rom com. I would love to see yeah. her. In a put her in like, I mean, they tried putting her in that TV show that um, with camping or whatever, the Lena Dunham show. Oh, sickly! I well. never watched it, but um, when it came out, I just watched that this year, and I like was, I just needed a little Jennifer in my life. Yeah, she definitely does not like work as much as you think she would, and she, I do, I don't think she's ever really had like great taste in movies. Um, I like uh, roles for Pearl herself. Harbor. Catch me if you can. Oh, uh, I forgot she's in that. But like, oh, I mean, she, thirteen, 13 going, going on thirty. 30 obviously, you stupid bitch. Stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, she, obviously classic. But like, she's only ever been in like, besides Catch Me If You Can, she's only been in one other Oscar baity kind of thing, and that was Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> yeah. Um. Which is aged uh, with milk. Another one of my favorite Jennifer Garner performances was when um, Ben Affleck uh, allegedly uh, appeared to uh, 
by all accounts, relapse of some sort. And they were like taking him to therapy. And there was that photo of her the like the driving him through the Jack in the Box drive through. Oh. <laughs> that is a man who loves his Duncan and loves his Jack in the Box. Like those were, those photos were so dark. I couldn't believe they got published. Like they, that was a how, ha- like, paparazzi culture has gotten way nicer since the like mid 2000s spike and like britney spears meltdown stuff and like Lindsay lohan passed out in like the passenger seat of of uh, alexis but that was like such a throwback photo to that era i was like oh my god like you can't publish this but like you very much can i guess and but you'll notice though that jennifer lopez has gotten him he has slimmed down. Oh, she has him looking great. He she, he he, he said you're not going to be dating Jennifer Lopez and out here looking like. Uh, the movie just got pulled. I was wondering. And I, like, I, I, I do wonder think if... that Jennifer's like lover. We cannot have this. We're pulling this from the docket. Or I I, I wonder if what is it? Twentieth century was just like this is. Uh, this press tour is going to be a nightmare. Let's just like wait and figure this out. And like, I don't think, I mean, Disney does not know what to do with a sexy erotic thriller. Like, I don't know what marketing, they've done such a bad job of promoting non-Marvel titles and non like, you know, just like Disney IP titles recently that it's not altogether shocking that they are completely befuddled by what to do with something i mean this movie is going to be bad weird and gross i think i am so excited to see it because i love on the armas and i'm not going to speak to any of this because i love my dear friends over at um disney corporate oh um, yes we do we love, love my, disney corporate love my we friend love kevin corporate. feige um and all my all my uh the sweeties over at marvel um I support you even but if like not. don't you think that the like view, dark- this is again where the narrator comes in the views expressed in this podcast are Drew Haskins and not his guests and so if you still <laughs> want to hire his guest yeah but like don't you think that like Kevin Feige would be like yeah dark water would be so much better if Hawkeye were in it <laughs> like the Hawkeye show is great I'm also not going to talk shit on that no, I'm sure it's fine, but like, wouldn't it be? F- I'm sure there's going to be a murder in this erotic thriller because it's an erotic thriller. And wouldn't it be so funny if like Haley Steinfeld did it? Like, she like shot an arrow and, <laughs> and killed like Sarah Gaydon or whoever, like, the like other woman in this movie is. That blonde girl, gal? Mm-hmm. That little Canadian girl, as Jennifer Lopez would say. <laughs> All right, back to I don't think Jennifer Lowen. Lopez says proper nouns. Back to J Lo and B Biaf. Yeah. Um, when they Jello Biafra. Hit me with the hit me with the timeline on this one again, even though this one I should like absolutely okay. Know. So when were the, when were they first? When did they first get back together? Again? They got back together. So we actually kind of covered this on the podcast in the early days. I think like maybe the fourth or fifth episode in like may okay. he was spotted getting out of her car she like and, dropped him off at home and now do you remember your first reaction <laughs> when you saw those pictures did you think it was just pr or did you think like we would be here at the tail end of 2021 and they would I, just be like at lakers games i thought it was just pr because at the time JLo and a-rod had just broken up because he cheated on her allegedly with a southern charm cast member and which i only know about from um be, spending time with my friends in the winter house yes was she in the winter house no she was not in the winter house but that one uh doughy faced alcoholic middle schooler they're all all of them all those southern charm boys are that used to date her was austin yeah and, austin, yeah um and like there was a scene where he was like filming himself at a grocery store in the checkout line being like my ex-girlfriend's on the tabloid cover i love that for him if my ex-girlfriend for uh, were on the tabloid cover i would be like a work bitch and then he hooked up with the absolute hottest woman in the winter house slash possibly like in the world who sierra oh my god i didn't know that yeah, nurse slash model Sierra. 
it's I think it's time to say that Sierra has bad taste in men from what we've seen on television from what we've seen on television being between like Luke but Luke is not bad taste if he doesn't talk or like well he's not he's not me act with him he he he's He's very very hot I don't know. I you know what I think it is actually, and this is so nitpicky. I think his hair is too thin. <laughs> like I think he has really thin strands, and I I think like if his hair had a little bit more volume to it, I would be more into it. But like as it as it currently is, that boy needs to get on some sugar bear hair, or else I'm not hitting that, hitting that. So. Oh well, I'll I'll alert Luke, um, star of the flight attendant, that uh, he needs to put in some hair care work before you're willing to get hit. I already told him. I slid in his DMs and was like, "Fix your hair, you balding bitch." That's what I said. That's what I said. Uh, no, no, do you no, think? No. Do you think? Do you think? Where are that, we right now? <laughs> I don't know. I guess this is where we also tell that we are drinking rosé during this. Sure. Um. Do you think Ben and Jayla are going to get married? Yes, absolutely. They have consistently for the past 20 years sort of referred to each other as the one that got away. And she said that while she was married to Mark Anthony too, which I'm like, sure. Well, I guess that's... Of a yesified corpse. The views expressed by the guest on this week's <laughs> crisis twink are not the views of the of the host, um, that they also sort of are. But the uh, yeah, I mean, like this always has always felt like very end game. Like I genuinely think they broke up because the paparazzi were so crazy the first time around, and he very clearly has been dealing with some substance abuse issues for the better part of twenty years now, and I think he's in a good place. I did think I think we I can think, say that, but let's also throw it allegedly, allegedly on there. He's talked about it though. Yeah. I mean, you don't get like a he looks, whatever he's referring to, we're referring to. Anything beyond that, that's on you, the listener. You're yeah. I mean, I'm not him. I'm not out here saying that he's doing like crocodile or whatever. That's for you. To, <laughs> that's for you to judge. Pull like, crocodile great again. <laughs> Make crocodile great. Great. Bring that back. <laughs> Okay, and the third emergency is crocodile. No, um, it's not, it's not, it's not. Um, I I do think that she is gonna get his back tattoo lasered off next. Like that's his awful like red dragon back tattoo. I feel like I feel like, and maybe I'm just out of the loop. I feel like that is real. The back tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like the fucking tooth fairy killer. No, I know, because I remember seeing the pictures on the beach. I mean, like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, uh, I don't actually know what I'm the biggest fan of. Anyway, I saw the pictures on the beach, and mm-hmm. then Jennifer Garner obviously had her comment where she said, bless his heart, and then I thought he said, like, it was fake, but then later came out and said it was real. No, it's definitely real. Like, okay. why would you just... That was not like a shoot photo either. He was just out on the beach in like a towel, just smoking a cigarette and looking forlorn. Like, I, I'm glad that he's back and having a bit of a moment. I feel like he's had a lot of like re- renaissances. Have you, any, uh, have you written any fan fiction of what that wedding will be? Oh, I mean. I do think like if and when it happens, it's going to be the closest thing we have to a royal wedding in this country. If it's not televised on every broadcast network and CNN, it will have all been for nothing. I do think they're going to make it down the aisle. Like they do all this press about like their kids love them. Like it's, this feels really like it's going to happen. And it happens so quickly too. I don't know why, and this might be like me just being naive. I feel like they could just do like a very small, not courtyard thing, but like backyard thing where it's like just them and like Violet and Serafina and those twins and that son and uh, Max and Emmy. Max and Emmy. Maybe they'll invite Jennifer Garner. Uh, oh, she'll definitely. Jennifer Garner is a supportive. Like, was, I think she actually, loves, she if, likes like, this. If we could do, like, another Sony leak or whatever, not that I support hacking, not that I support uh, uh, North Korea, but um, 
if we could do another like hacking i there is nothing i would love to read more than like a the text thread between jennifer garner and jennifer lopez because you know they oh, are they have they definitely have a separate thread going yeah, yeah for sure i would i would love nothing more than to read that I, I bet they have like a nice thing going. Like those two have always seemed very comfortable with each other. And it just seems like, I don't know. I, I like that this, does, nothing about this situation feels bad or sinister. The I just think it's about like- about this situation that seems bad is that you marry me. Yeah, well, I like Owen Wilson. And Maluma it looks like the craziest, con- most convoluted plot from the trailer. It does. Um, I mean, and also that trailer was 10 minutes long. Like it was, it could, they could submit that to the Oscars for short film category. Like, I feel like we watched basically the whole movie. I don't know why Sarah Silverman is in it. Like Maluma looks like a Lucas Entertainment model. (laughs) And it's, it's just. Does your mom listen to this podcast? No, no one, no one, no one I know listens to this podcast. I just want you to have to explain what a Lucas Entertainment model is to, like, your mother. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Just not going to do it. But I guess to put a pin in this, because we should move on to the next emergency, it is, it, we're in such a culturally regressive place that right, right now that, like, Benefer is literally back. Like. But back in, like, a highlight. We're not mad about it. No, we're not mad about it, but, like, there are just so many early 2000s trends that are like happening right now. And for a literal, the it couple arguably of that era to just get back together out of the blue for after 20 years apart. I mean, baby, that's an emergency. And with I think that, it would be really, really fun if they like shot that music video again. I would I would love that. But she, she's not, her music is like, her music career right now, and I say this with love because like, I truly adore her. Um, she's had a really tough time getting things going. Like, I remember the hashtag love don't cost a thing challenge on TikTok that no one did except her. That was just her taking off a white shirt on a beach. I love you, papi. I love you, I love you, I love you papi. I love you, papi. Did you know Tanache wrote that song? love uh hopefully it'll be fate featured on um choreo cage fight <laughs> let's hope so all right we are going to take well i guess like if you're listening to this this is the end of part one so <laughs> you got we're gonna be one. back um next week with part two this has been fun you can uh, should i check plug things right now this is so crazy why am i like navel gazing so much I'm shy. Well, we just got a new uh, a new Twitter account and Instagram for the show. Yes, you can follow, follow those, those at Crisis Twink Pod. You can follow me at FKA Pigs on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram personally at Drew Haskins with Z's. And you can follow Boone on Twitter at Boone. Subscribe to uh, Chaos Pig. That's not what it's called. Culture no. Pig. Culture <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Subscribe to Chaos Pig. Um, I'm the chaos pig. Yeah, no, you can subscribe to culturepig.substack.com for free weekly newsletters. Um, If you are listening to this on the day it comes out, I will be in the middle of my album of the year rundown. Um, So get excited for that. And until next week, bye, everyone. Bye.